Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. This week, night food court. Casey and Matt are a young married couple. Matt loves to go out for midnight fast food runs with his best friend, who's a fellow night owl grad student. He says it's a chance to eat and have quality time with friends. His wife, Casey, objects to the practice, saying it strains their budget and the time Matt has to get things done around the house. Who is right and who is wrong? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom. He's got McDonald's on the brain, it's plain to see. When I see him on the street, the first thing he says to me is, Boy, we sure make those Big Macs fast. They've got (laughs) McDonald's on the brain. It's plain to see. They sit around on their 15-minute breaks, showing the scars on their arms. They talk about how fast they make those hamburgers and talk about the times that they got judged. Jesse, swear him in. Please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God or whatever? I do. I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that for the past five years he's subsisted on a diet solely composed of caviar and space food pills? (laughs) I do. Yes, I do. Very well, Judge Hodgman. All right, uh, you may be seated. Uh, who am I speaking to here? What are your names? Uh, this is Matt. And and this is Casey. Hello. I offer a summary judgment in the favor of the complainant or defendant who can name the piece of culture that I paraphrased as I walked into the courtroom. Oh, gosh. Uh, uh, unfortunately, I can't name it. Really? Casey? I cannot. What are your ages? 24. Uh, I'm 25. And that may explain it. It is, uh, it is of course, <laughs> Jad Fair and Daniel Johnston's 42nd long oh, song cool. entitled McDonald's on the Brain. Matt, oh, you should that, know this. I know. I, I like Daniel Johnston, but obviously I'm not a good enough fan of him to recognize it. Obviously you are not. And <laughs> if you were, you would know that the song ended. And unfortunately, I had to squeeze it into my dumb uh, judgy rubric, so I changed the last word of the song to uh, they talk about how fast they make those hamburgers and talk about the time that they got judged. Mm. And I had to ruin one of the great lyrics of all time, which is mm. they talk about how fast they make those hamburgers and talk about the times that they got burned. They got McDonald's <laughs> on the brain. It's plain to see. And that's the rest of the song. I don't need your, sl- I don't need your slow clap, sir. Just oh. a slow clapping for me. <laughs> how, 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 did, how did you even know that clap was me? Why? Because because it was a self congratulatory. I'm right all the time. Husbandly clap. I know what I know what a husband clap sounds like. Let's keep the jokey slow claps to yourself, sir. Now, Casey, you are the complainant. Yes. How are you? I'm okay. Tell so, me. Tell it, me about all the things your husband does wrong. So he does a few things wrong, and this is one of them. But for the most part, he is a very great husband. This is one of those issues that we just cannot agree on, and you are our last resort, and we are looking for some wise counsel. Your husband's going out and, and eating food, junk food, all night long. He's a junk food yeah, junkie. Yeah, so he is a junk food junkie. And mm-hmm. I go to bed relatively early, usually by 9 p.m. I have to be at work really early in the morning. What, and whoa, often. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, you're 24 years old? Yes. And you're going to bed at 9 p.m.? Yes. And, <laughs> and, uh, and you say because you have to be at work very early in the morning? 
Howard. And I'm an early bird. I have to be at work at eight. You'd be working at 8 a.m. What is your what yes. is your career, if I may ask? I am an event planner for the university here. Oh, okay. Yeah, where, uh-huh. where where is here? Um, Durham, North Carolina. Oh. Yep. So nice where is it? Town. It's a great town. It's the home of uh, home of uh, John Darnielle of the Mountain Goats. It's home of uh, Megafawn. Megafon, we actually saw them. um, We've seen them twice. They are great performers. We're huge fans. They are fantastic. They're great. So what I'm saying is there is a nightlife to your town that you are missing out on. Yes, I've been an early bird my whole life. So what time do you wake up? um, I wake up at about six every morning. So wait a minute. Are you are you clinically depressed? Why are you going to bed at 9 p.m.? I'm just sleepy. I like going to bed early. You're a young person. Young people require only three hours of sleep. That's not true. People in their 20s only require three hours of sleep. (laughs) So long as they keep to a steady diet of vodka and five-hour energy drink, you should be fine. And McDonald's? Well, we'll talk about that in a moment. Okay. So, all right. So you go to bed early. Yeah, I go to bed early. And um, a few nights a week, it's usually the average is two. Sometimes it's less, sometimes it's more. Mm-hmm. Matt and um, his good friend will go out and have um, fast food to talk and eat and enjoy time together, which in theory sounds great. But basically, it comes down to three major issues that I have. One, we're on one income. First while of all, Matt first of all I'm going to say in theory, it doesn't necessarily sound great. Okay. <laughs> I need to, I, I need to, before we can get to the in practice part, let's let's focus on let's test this theory. Matt, sure. Yes. You go, you go out. You're you're a graduate student. That's right. Okay. And you and you are 25 years old. What did you say you were? Uh, 25. Yeah. 20, 25 years old, and you're married. That's right. Guys, committed kids. I like it. Okay. There you go. <laughs> and your wife. Uh, your your wife uh, 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 Trudy Campbell puts on her <laughs> puts on her quilted nightgown at five p.m. That's right. And puts on her sleepy mask and goes to bed. And you're twiddling your thumbs, wondering what am I going to do? So come around what time? Eleven thirty? Uh, yeah, it, usually somewhere in that in that area. That's you, that's right. about right. You hop you hop in in your Dodge Dart or whatever, and you go out and you meet one or more <laughs> friends, sir. Yeah, it's it's typically just one friend, and uh, usually the way it works is uh, is there one he and partic- I will is be- there one particular friend? Yes, yes. His name is uh, is Scott, and he's also uh, a student in the in the same program that I'm in, and he's also uh, a good friend of Casey's as well. The, the, Casey, we're all good. Casey, good. Is yes. he a good friend of yours? He's a very good friend of is mine. Is he Matt's disreputable friend? <laughs> no, he is very wonderful and reputable. Is he a married person? He is engaged, about to be married next month, actually. Mm-hmm. So he's sowing his wild oats by eating a lot of junk food at midnight with your, there you go. With your hubby. Yeah, right, L- now, living where, the crazy single life. So eleven thirty at night, you go out and you meet Scott. Where do you meet him? Uh, so typically, we'll be, you know, most of us. Uh, you, usually, both of us are working independently of each other. Uh, either uh, for me, it's usually at home, and we'll uh, send a text to one another you know, usually around nine thirty or 10 and say, Hey, you know, if we can get work done here in the next couple hours, you want to meet, uh, you want to, uh, you know, I can come pick you up or you pick me up uh, about eleven thirty. So typically he'll come in his car or I'll go to his, uh, to his apartment to pick him up. Okay. What are you working on? Uh, typically study, writing, study, uh, either, studying takeout menus. Uh, yeah, <laughs> ma- mainly just, 
you know, lining up the options for the evening, trying to figure out if I'm going to go with the number four or the number six. Okay. You know? Okay. You know what? We made the joke. I'm asking you a question. What are you working on? <laughs> oh, um, sorry. Uh, I'm studying uh, theology. Typically, oh. it's uh, yeah. Typically, it's just right. reading and writing. Yeah. Theology. Yes. Okay. So you're working and, and you're and you're working on a PhD. No, this is a, a master's of divinity. I'm trying to master God first. Okay. Okay, master God. Uh, so where do you guys go to eat? Um, it's uh, most often cookout, which is a regional greasy chain uh, in the North Carolina, mm-hmm. uh, in most areas of North Carolina, okay. um, or else Wendy's, those two. Oh, why? <laughs> I was with you with cookout. Like I wanted to go eat there. Yeah. So, as soon as you said a great local greasy spoon, because I like garbage food a lot. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And I got nothing against Wen- well, you know, I got nothing against Wendy's. But but why would you choose Wendy's over Cookout? Well, we didn't for a long time. I mean, for for a while it was Cookout every single time. And yeah. so eventually we exhausted the menu there. That's uh and not that there's a lot on the menu in the first place. So, right. so just so that basically to, kind of a to the, an exotic Wendy's menu. <laughs> right, you know, we just yeah, we're trying to branch out with our, have some our kind of Asian so. fusion burger going on there now. They have a, uh, a a really nice guacamole uh, chicken sandwich that that's uh, not bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let, yeah. Let me actually let me let me say I, I agree that the food is is garbage. That's that's certainly not up for debate. Um, well, garbage, but it's, you know, garbage food is garbage food, yeah. and I don't mean to malign Wendy's, but if you're gonna eat if you're gonna eat garbage food, typically I I would choose to find a a, a good local place. So at least you're you're sacrificing yourself on the cholesterol sword of your yes. own local economy. <laughs> but now you say you started a cookout, you exhausted the menu there. Is there really stuff you can get at Wendy's that you can't get at your local diner? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just kind of a little bit different. It's not, yeah, it's not completely different. And in fact, the milkshakes, I, I'm sorry for all the buzz marketing of cookout, by the way, but but they have really, really good milkshakes. So oh. if we want... Milkshakes, we'll, we'll go back there. Let me ask you this. Does Cookout have table service? No, no. This is actually, it's, uh, it's one of those kind of weird, tiny places that has a drive-thru on both sides and nowhere. They don't have any seating. So you, you drive through and then most people will just kind of stand around outside or we'll uh-huh. just sit in the car. We, uh-huh. we almost always just park right outside and just sit in the car. Oh, okay. Then I have a different picture here. Yeah, it's not, it's not a diner. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a, it, is, it is a local place, but it's, it's a local you know, regional chain with that's just fast food. They have a specialty. Um, like everyone goes there for the something smothered something. Best combo in Durham. Okay. Yeah. So the, the, they have that? this, uh, it, it's, uh, called the cookout tray and underneath it, it says the best combo in Durham and it's, uh, $4 and you can get your main item, which is you know, like a burger or sandwich or whatever. But then for you get two sides with it and the side, they count as a side chicken nuggets and hot dogs <laughs> And corn dogs. Um, so, yeah, so in three for four dollars, you can get like a hamburger, a hamburger uh, with a side chicken. of hot dogs. Yeah, yes. with exactly with a side of two hot dogs. Let me, That's ask, exactly let right. me ask you a question Can you get a hamburger with a side of hamburger? I, I have not tried that. Um, I can, I'll, I'll try that next time that I'm there, assuming that I'm ever allowed to go there again. All right. Well, you're not allowed to go to Wendy's again. Let's just stop that right now. Sorry, <laughs> sorry Wendy's. <laughs> Isn't there a diner somewhere that you could go? Well, I, there are no shortage of amazing, you know, uh, 
great local places here. Um, yeah, so. But typically we're wanting to not be gone for super long. That's partly why we go to these drive through places is that we don't, we try not to be gone, you know, the whole night. Um, so it's just faster. So you're afraid that Casey's going to wake up and realize you're not there and then she's going to be waiting for you with a, <laughs> with a rolling pin? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Why don't you, why don't you want to sit and have, have, a, have a meal with your friend in the middle of the night? Your um, graduate students, this is what you should be doing. It's like you yeah. know, talking talking about God and eating a lot of greasy food <laughs> and watching and yeah. watching the sunrise. That that basically is what we do. Um, but also because we're graduate students talking about God and not talking about uh, medicine or law, for example, we uh-huh. don't have very much money to spend. So uh, uh-huh. typically, we're uh, we're trying to yeah, just basically get time. A, you, just, you just told me you could get a hamburger between two hamburgers for three dollars <laughs> a cookout. <or> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. All right. Right. Casey, what's the yes. problem? What's the problem with this behavior? And frankly, so I feel I, like I want to meet him at this place. I know. Oh. Well, I will I say I too like the milkshakes there. They are, they are indeed delicious and I am not against fast food in and of itself. I like the occasional, uh, fattening sweet treat. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, there's three big problems. We have very limited finances and quite frankly, these runs add up to be a lot extra per month mm-hmm. than what I think that we can afford, um, with being the only person working. So I can support Matt while he's in school. Um, I love working. I would be working whether Matt was working or not, but, um, it does support him. So he doesn't have to stress about finances while mm-hmm. he's studying. Mm-hmm. Um, he has household responsibilities that often get put on the back burner or don't get finished before he goes out and does these. So like then I can sort of, of deal with it. So Matt's big responsibilities at home are he does the dishes, takes out the trash and the recycling. And mm-hmm. just generally, I ask that he just sort of picks up after himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Forget cleaning. It. That's never like- going to happen. <laughs> I know. I can find little trails of where he has been based on books and shoes and cardigans. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. And then there's the third of just sort of the health concern. I mean, that's probably the least of the three of these of these issues. But it's a lot of calories and a lot of fat mm-hmm. to be taking in extra per week when mm-hmm. um, I cook dinner every night. Really not super healthy things, but wholesome and fresh. Um, we try to shop consciously here. Um, it's a lot easier to think to shop and cook uh carefully and then it is to actually go out and it's still sort of work within a budget. So mm-hmm. it's not like, you know, we are starving. I mean, we cook really good food. So these are not meals that Matt is engaging in. They're really just expensive late night snacks that add up. And I don't think that they're an essential uh, financial or health need. So he's not completing his chores before he goes out. He's, uh, mm-hmm. he's spending more than his allowance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's eating unhealthfully. Yes. Okay. And this is your son we're talking about? No, he is no. my spouse. Oh, I see. I see. All right. Let me, get these, let me get the facts. Let me get the sure. facts. I understand the perception. I understand the theory. I understand the practice. Facts. How many nights a week does he do this, Casey? So th- I would this say... I said Casey, sir! <laughs> <laughs> I would say the average is twice a week. Sometimes it's less, but I think if Matt was also going to be honest in times of stress, so exams or when papers are due, yeah. these trips will sometimes increase to more like three times a week. But I would say a fair average during the school year is twice a week. What's, what, what, uh, how much money do you spend, Matt, when you go do one of these things, one of these, these uh, grease runs? Right. Um, I would say if, it, if I'm just getting a milkshake, those are uh, about $3. No one's just and getting a milkshake, sir. 
Um, That's exactly right. No, often it is just a milkshake, but when I do get, uh, you know, yeah. so it, as you heard, the best combo in Durham is, is $4. So which, you know, with checks and everything, it probably, you know, comes out to, to less than five, but at Wendy's, uh, this is embarrassing. Um, no. at Wendy's, it's probably about six, you know, no, like no. Uh, maybe a little over six. Oh, really? So Wendy's um, is, you're paying more, you're paying a premium. Uh, yeah, 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 you are. Yeah. Um, if I could add also, it, it is a major point of contention in this as to what the average comes out to per week. Um, it's not, how could, uh, how could it be a point of contention? It's math. Um, because, uh, because basically we're both trying to do averages, uh, because, you know, I might go three weeks and not go at all, but then Casey's right that in, in, uh, you know, at a more stressful time, there have been times where I've yeah. gone two or three times a week. Um, that does happen. But I do have, I, I didn't, I guess, know how to officially submit it as evidence, but I did look through our bank record for the last semester. And um, objectively, uh, on our bank statement, there were 12 Wendy's, run, uh, Wendy's or cookout runs mm-hmm. in, a, in, in a 16-week period. And then I also should add that I would guess I paid in cash, not often, but when I have cash with me, probably four to six times. Um, Very sneaky. So, somewhere around that. So, so, all right. So six, what is it? About six times a month, would you say? Uh, no, I'd say less than that. Um, I, I would say be, uh, sir, sir. about four, four, four or five times. Sir, sir, that was not possible based on the information that Casey gave me. It's not possible even based on what you told me. Because How so? Because a semester, a semester is about three months, right? Uh, mm-hmm. it's, 16, it's 16 weeks. 16 weeks. All right. Yeah, Hang so on. Let me, get out, let me get out my... My trusty lunch meat abacus here. Have you ever had that? <laughs> that, that's, that should be the specialty of the cookout, the lunch meat abacus. So, uh, 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 all right. So, you, so about tw- uh, 20 times, uh, 16 weeks. So that's one and a quarter times per week. That, that and again, good. I would like to add that it certainly fluctuates. So I would say. Which is five times per month. On average, based on the data that you've given me, that's probably close. Yeah, and you say that it's it's uh, if it's five dollars for the combo at cookout, six dollars for the combo at Wendy's. Let's say five fifty for the food. Milkshake is four dollars at cookout. Uh, no, it's about three. About three. Okay, and yeah. and at Wendy's. You get a you get a gallon of ice cream for a fifty cents or something. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. I don't ever get that at at, uh, at Winnie's. At Winnie's, it's always just uh, yeah, that six dollar combo. A, a seventy a seventy five ounce soda. Right, right. Is that no? What are you drinking as a beverage at Wendy's, sir? Uh, it's either uh, water or lemonade. Water or lemonade. All right, and ha- and so all right, so five fifty. So we'll say an uh, average of six. Uh, five fifty. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. Thirty-five dollars a month. What percentage of that your monthly? About right. What? What? Well, that's because it is right. I did the math. I used, <laughs> math. I used a tool. Okay, this isn't theology. There are answers here. It's <laughs> so great. So thirty-five dollars a month. What percentage of your monthly budget would that be? Roughly speaking, um, I don't want to. I don't. Wanna, you know, I already have all your bank records. And background reports in front of me, and I don't need the rest Let's of the see. podcast uh, audience to hear. But you know, is is that a big is that a big chunk of your monthly budget or what? I'm not sure. I would say it's probably maybe six or seven percent. Okay, six or seven percent, not unsizable. That would, that would be high. I think right. Uh, you have a part time job, sir. 
Casey and I are uh, wedding photographers and uh, we do weddings portraits. Wow. And uh, so, so that, that takes, it's, that also is very uneven, but you know, that comes out to definitely some, some weeks, you know, 10 hours, 15 hours, some weeks it might be none at all. You, know. you and Casey do photography together. Yes. That's it's right. a joint now, effort. Is it it's not joint, Matt's work. It's a, it's a joint effort or is it that you're doing the photography and Matt like holds up the little old gunpowder? <laughs> no, flash. we, we both shoot equally and we both edit our own work and okay. I do, I do more of the client relations and I do all of the uh, social media and blogging. So I do actually a little bit more of the photography business than Matt does, but Matt does shoot and edit all of his work. Okay. Uh, and, uh, but that, but that, so that factors into your whole monthly budget thing. Right. Yes. Yeah. And it varies. I mean, in the summers we make more, um, in the winter we make less. So it, it varies a little bit, but mm-hmm. yes, it sort of goes into our, um, regular income. Would you say that, that, that Matt's share routinely meets or exceeds $35 per month? I would say it definitely exceeds okay. $35 per month. Okay. So this whole this whole argument about you supporting him financially and therefore you can control what he eats, that kinda that kinda has to be dismissed, wouldn't you say, Casey? Can we throw that one so, away? So let me let me elaborate on that a little right. bit. So I think Matt is this really I, how you is this really just when you when you talk when you talk about this? No, you you know what? I'll allow it. Please go ahead. I'm I'm not gonna Okay. I think it's significant. Mm -hmm. So Matt and I have the agreement that regardless of who's making money, it is definitely our money, regardless of who's putting in there. I was finishing school, Matt worked for me while I was doing school. I hope for the rest of our lives that's how we view our finances, that regardless of who's putting in what and how much, it is equally ours. Of course. So I think with that, we should equally get to say what we think should be used with that money. So I would like to see happen. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a quick question. Uh Matt worked while you were going to school. Is that what Matt was trying to say when I yelled at him before? I don't think Uh, that's what he was trying to say, but it is true. Okay. What were you, what were you studying? I was wrapping up my undergrad studying journalism. Okay. And, and, Mm -hmm. And Matt was working at that time. What was his job then? He worked in the library at the university. Okay. And what food did he allow you to eat during that time? (laughs) <laughs> we, we ate at home a lot so groceries and cooked uh-huh. did he did he tell you what to eat and what not to eat no okay. i like cooking and what's, your, fav- just what's, what your, fav- what's your favorite thing to cook Ooh, i love making chicken cacciatore my dad taught me oh what's your secret uh red wine a lot of it mm-hmm. and then what do you what do you cook with <laughs> um tomatoes chicken veggies yeah Simmer. That's right. right. Uh, okay. Uh, and uh, it sounds delicious, by the way. So you, so I interrupted you. What you were going to say, what you would like to see happen is what? Sure. So what I would like to see happen is I certainly do not want to cut off these fast food runs altogether. Mm-hmm. The conflict is that Matt wants to be able to go and spend as much uh, whatever his whimsy may be. What I would like to see is a little bit of structure because without that structure, Matt can go up to three times a week and by the end of the month, we spent $30 on milkshakes and burgers. So I would like to see a set allowance. I suggest $10 a month that he can spread out whenever he wants. But for him, I think that conflicts with his ability to go frequently and spend and get what he wants at each trip. Well, let me assure you, if you keep eating at Wendy's, you will be going frequently. <laughs> there you go. Tee hee. Uh, $10 a month is what you propose as a monthly allowance. 
Yes. And I would also like it with the expectation that his household responsibilities need to be done before he goes. So $10 a month, uh, uh, one visit to the cookout with a side of high expectations. There you go. <laughs> is it true? Is it true, Matt, that your household duties are being neglected because of your addiction to, uh, to cheeseburgers and, uh, and, and, and uh, milkshakes? I don't think that's true. I think that it is true that I, uh, Casey's absolutely right that sometimes things don't get done and that's my fault. I don't think the reason for that is these late night cookout runs. What would, um, be, the, what would be the reason? Uh, I think the reason generally is having time stretched out, uh, or I'm sorry, basically not, not managing uh, time well enough and, and essentially just getting overwhelmed and distracted with other things and, and not making it a problem. What other, things, what other things are you doing aside from studying about God? Um, I mean, that studying about God is, is it might be more uh, complicated than, than you might realize. Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Um, no, it, it is just a, it's just a very demanding program. Um, it just takes a lot taking, of time. Are you I also, taking classes as well? Is that what's going on? Obviously. You yes. Yeah, you're not just yes, doing I have research. A, right. No, no, no. This is a full time load. I have four classes a semester. Okay. Um, and, uh, and oftentimes I have, uh, this is, uh, you know, this would be a completely other episode of, uh, John, judge John Hodgman, but I occasionally have different projects that I'm working on at school, various, you know, organizing sort of community organizing type things at mm-hmm. different events for advocacy, activism, that kind of things, uh, mm-hmm. that, that fill up a lot of the day. Um, so Matt, you ever, you ever take Casey to the cookout? My friend Scott and I were actually talking about this today, and we were trying to think about when uh, these runs started. And we realized that actually before it was just Scott and I going on these, it used to be more of a friend activity where Casey, Scott, our friends, uh, Danny and Justin and Nate and Anuma, these other people would go uh, all together to cook out. And then as the years, uh, you know, kind of got on, uh, this became something that Scott and I do as kind of a special, you know, just kind of tradition in our friendship. Um, but I, I did want to add that Casey is always, always welcome to come on these things. It's not a, it's not a bro out, you know, just the two of us kind of time. It's just that we go late at night and understandably Casey's needing to sleep at that time. Um, but it's, it's, a she does occasionally come with us. Um, and she really likes that. Um, but typically it's just the two of us. Casey, why did you stop going to the cookout? They go really late and it's just too late for me. And did you, uh, go, did you used to go that late? We didn't used to go that late. It used to be a lot earlier. And I think as the semesters build on and the school gets more intense, they end up going later and later as a break from school. And when you go to bed at 9 p.m., is that every night or is that weekday nights? Uh, that's mostly weekday nights. Weekends, I'm up a little bit later. Until when? 1030, mm-hmm. depending on what's happening. I think I have everything I need to make my decision. I'm going to... Uh, go into chambers and start pouring uh, cheer wine down my throat as fast as I yes. can. And then I will come back and make my decision. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Well, Matthew, you seemed cheered by Judge Hodgman's mention of cheer wine. <laughs> How are you feeling about your chances in the case? Um, you know, I'm not sure. I came into it feeling apprehensive. Uh, I was a little bit, uh, I guess I'm a little anxious that I, I didn't get the say some of the reasons I was hoping to say, but, um, but I, I trust the judge. I trust his judgment. There were some other things I wanted to add, but, um, but, but I, I trust his abilities. Casey, how are you feeling right now? You know, I'm feeling okay. I trust, also trust the judge's viewpoints and decision. I think that Matt and I both bring some legitimate points, although I think mine are maybe a little bit more thorough and maybe responsible. 
but that might not be what's necessarily best. I don't know. Very well. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. Guys, I'm not going to uh, ask you uh, why you were married so young compared to the national average uh, uh, of people that I know. <laughs> but, uh, and the reason I won't ask is because it's clear it's clear that it is a happy marriage. You guys, uh, you guys like each other a lot. I presume you also love each other a lot. Uh, Those are true. Yes. Okay. All right, but now I'm talking about your marriage. No, it's 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 plain on its face, and it seems like it, it is going to be a successful marriage because you already understand the basic give and take, which is it's not it's not my money, it's our money. Uh, you're willing to split everything fifty fifty. You have uh, reasonable expectations for each other that sometimes you meet and sometimes you don't meet, but there is obviously uh, forgiveness. You're in it together. There's a trade off. Uh, Matt, uh, you know, shelved some books at the library and got high in the stacks <laughs> while you were going to journalism school. Uh, Casey, uh, Casey has been uh, event planning while Matt uh, uh, comes to Jesus, and it's all going to work out great. <laughs> um, and, but it is unusual, you know, I, I think that particularly for people who have not begun careers, to be married at this age is, is, is a little bit of a throwback to a few decades ago. This doesn't happen all that often, unless you've discovered among your peers is this new, brand new, let's get married young phase. But for the most part, you're in a phase in your life where typically people who are graduate students uh, and, and undergraduates and recent graduates uh, are going out to the cookout every night while drunk and high. <laughs> uh, uh, and, and, not, and not being uh, uh, even 7% uh, as responsible, not, not even meeting 7% of your responsibility budget. Uh, and I appreciate that. And I think it's fantastic. Matt, you should work very hard uh, to make sure that Casey is happy in your life because she is clearly devoted to you and she's making chicken cacciatore and, uh, <laughs> and working very hard so that you can, so that you can uh, learn about God and, 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 and get people to stop uh, being mean to one another uh, overseas. <laughs> uh, I think that's terrific. But Casey, you know, I am going to encourage you to not jump the gun uh, in terms of, um, uh, look, I'm 41 years old. I'm an actual middle-aged person with a marriage that I'm very happy and proud of and a family that I feel terrific about. Uh, and this is, and even I have, have not stopped going to the cookout. I'm glad to see, <laughs> as, I think is, as I think is written on my gut and complexion every day. Uh, I, you know, I, I think, I think that to live within a budget is an incredibly important thing to learn to do and to be financially responsible is very, very important indeed. But the issue of, uh, 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 suggesting that your husband's got to stay home and deny himself what I think is really kind of a, a meager indulgence, uh, on the whole, <laughs> uh, is, I think, um, is perhaps asking a bit too much. Your proposed budget of $10 a month uh, would get him one visit to the cookout per month, which may be what you would like, but I don't think is really going to provide 50-50 uh, happiness for both of you going forward. Okay. Uh, I think that you should listen seriously when your husband says, I don't want to have a $10 budget to go to the cookout and say to my friend, I can't go this week because <laughs> my, my wife was asleep at home. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 I think, 
tilts the balance of happiness a little a, a little off and comes down as as punitive at a time mm-hmm. in his in his life where as a graduate student he is working late and thinking a lot and wants to talk things over late at night. It is a natural thing to do. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I think a not unhealthy thing for him to do uh, at the, at the amount that we're talking about, I think three times a week, I'm, I'm with you on that. That goes a little far, mm-hmm. uh, uh, two times a week, maybe pushing it, but one time a week, four times a month is a reduction of about two times per month in your budget. And I think would be a, a totally reasonable thing to do for him to have uh, a, a modest meal in the middle of the night uh, with his deadbeat friend, Scott. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but you and you, you and I are not here. Uh, you and I are not here to set a budget uh, and behavior for uh, Matt. He is a grown human. Uh, who should be able to? Who should be able to uh, negotiate with his wife something that seems more or less reasonable? Uh, I recommend uh, once a week at a minimum for eating these hamburgers. You guys will have to. You know, wait a minute. No, I'm the judge. Once a week, <laughs> Matt, you're going to go to this place once a week, and it's going to be the same night every week. And you're going to see Scott, and you're going to have a good time. And you're going to come home. You understand what I'm saying? And you're going to limit what you're doing for the sake of your wife's happiness. Okay. Yes. All right. So this and is no, this is, more, this is no more than, than one regularly scheduled same time every week. I recommend scheduling it regularly. Cause otherwise you're going to go into this, this death spiral of three to four times a week. Cause you didn't yes. it out, which I think is, you know, you go into an addictive <clears throat> death spiral of, of cheer wine and shame. Uh, that, uh, that, that you don't want to be getting into. Do you know what I mean? But I'm going to tell you something right now, uh, Casey. Mm-hmm. You think you're getting off scot-free with this? No way. I, I think that it's fantastic that you are getting as much sleep as you're getting. I envy you. Oh, thank you. I envy you dramatically. So <laughs> but I now institute that the money that you save and even take some more money out of your budget to one night a week where you two go out and stay up to 11 p.m. minimum. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Matt is so happy right now. That's <laughs> true. Because I can sense that Matt really wants to spend time with you. And it is hard if you go to bed that early. And look, I, just as Matt needs to do the things in his life individually in order to make sure he's happy and fulfilled and, and, and thoroughly lubricated with grease from the cookout or whatever. <laughs> you also have to do the things in your life that make you happy, which means getting as much sleep as you want and doing the other things that give you great pleasure and cooking and everything else. That's great. And then you got to do the two things together that make, uh, that make you happy uh, together. And one of those things has to be spending time together like young people that you are, which means going out on a date once a week, staying up till 11 p.m. Okay. That is the trade-off. This is the sound of a gavel. This is the sound of me guzzling cheer wine. <laughs> Judge John Hodgman rules, that is all. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Casey, how do you feel about the judge's wisdom? You know, I think that this was a really fair and well-balanced ruling I like that there was the suggestions for Matt, but I also like that there was the suggestions for me. I think that it will serve me and Matt well for me to try to stay up like 
a grown ass adult once a week. So I can try to do that. And I will do that. Matt, how do you feel? Uh, I, I like the ruling. I, I'm still a little curious about if Casey doesn't get around to coming out that week, does that mean I have a, I can use that second cookout run? Um, I don't know if I know the judge is already <laughs> back in his chambers now, but. Uh, you mean like with your side girlfriend? Uh, no, you, well, I, if Scott counts as my side girlfriend, which she kind of is. <laughs> I um, mean, you are making out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I'm happy with, with the ruling, with one exception, is, which is that, uh, did he, does that mean he ruled in Casey's favor? I didn't, maybe I missed it, but did he, did he, did he rule in favor of the defendant or the complainant? What? You think that's what, this is a compromise ruling. He gave you some <laughs> wisdom. Exactly. Which, which is what I wanted. I just, I just, uh. I was just curious. Trent, you know what? Insisting on winning is no way to have a happy marriage, sir. I, you're, you're right. I agree. You should be lucky I'm letting you put on your big boy pants and go to the cookout once a week. <laughs> Any more lip I, for me, I, you're going to go straight to your room. <laughs> yeah, no, no more lip for me, Your Honor. You got it. I'm punishing you both equally, like you deserve. <laughs> <laughs> so we both lost. Now go out there and have fun, you crazy kids. We will. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Matt, Casey, thanks for joining us on the Judge John Thank Hutchman you. podcast. Thanks so much. You're listening to Judge John Hodgman. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. Of course, the Judge John Hodgman podcast always brought to you by you, the members of MaximumFun.org. Thanks to everybody who's gone to MaximumFun.org slash join. And you can join them by going to MaximumFun. .org/join The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura Frames. Hey, Mother's Day is coming up. Do you have a mom in your life that you'd like to celebrate? There are very few better ways than giving an Aura frame to someone you care about. These are beautifully Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos of your memories with your mom, stepmom, a mentor, friend, uh, whatever it is in your life who might enjoy seeing photos from your life, Aura Frames are the way to go. Judge, there's a very special mom in my life, Ms. Teresa Thorne. Yes. Uh, that's my wife and also a, a whole human being in her own right. Guess what's, guess what's on her bedside table? Yes, that's right. You guessed it in one, an Aura Frame. <laughs> what I love about the Aura Frame is... You don't have to load a bunch of stuff onto an SD card or whatever, like with the old digital frames. It is so easy to get the pictures on there. So like when Teresa texts me a cute picture of one of our children or our dog uh, or one of our siblings texts us a cute picture of one of them or one of their children, uh, all I have to do is hit that share button on my phone and I can share it right to the frame, and then it lives there for as long as I want. I can also take it off whenever I want, but I don't even have to open the Aura Frames app, which is a great app, but I don't right. even have to go there. It just goes straight into wherever I want it, uh, whichever frame I want, or I have multiple Aura Frames in my house, or all of them. Uh, it is incredibly easy. That's why Wirecutter chose it as the best digital photo frame. That's why it's one of Oprah's favorite things. Uh, it is guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use the code Hodgman at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply.
The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Stitch Fix. You know that boost of confidence you get when you put on an outfit that just feels good? You know what that's like. That's what I get when I use Stitch Fix. With Stitch Fix, you get a human stylist, not AI. A human being who understands your style, size, and budget. They do all the shopping for you, and it's the easiest way to update your wardrobe this season or any other. This professional stylist picks the clothes. They can either send you a box where anything you don't want is unbelievably easy to return, or they can make a little storefront for you just from stuff that they recommend for your taste and your body. Uh, it, it is an absolutely incredible service. They give you styling advice, outfit recommendations, the whole thing soup to nuts. And like I said, if you don't want it, if you don't like it, it is unfathomably easy to send it back. They give you an envelope that's big enough, that has the postage and the labels on it. All you have to do is shove the thing in there, close it up, and drop it off at your local mailing center. It is that easy. Can I also say the stuff that my stylist at Stitch Fix picks for me? I really like it. Like, they know me, and it's really terrific. Plus, if you've got small people in your life, sadly, my small people are now adults shopping for themselves. But if you've got little kids, it's a terrific way to, to get togs for your kids. Style that makes you feel as you, as you want to look. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash J-J-H-O. That's stitchfix.com slash J-J-H-O. Stitchfix.com slash J-J-H-O. Hi, this is Biz, and this is the final season of One Bad Mother, a comedy podcast about parenting. This is going to be a year of celebrating all that makes this podcast and this community magical. I'm so glad that I found your podcast. I just cannot thank you enough for just being the voice of reason as I'm trying to figure all of this out. Thank you and cheers to your incredible show and the vision you had to provide this space for all of us. This is still a show about life after giving life. And yes, there will be swears. You can find us on MaximumFun.org. And as always, you are doing a great job. All right, class, tomorrow's exam will cover the extinction and de-extinction of the dodo, PowerPoint as an art form, and the history of Eurovision. Any questions? Uh, yes, you in the back. Uh, what is this? It's the podcast Let's Learn Everything, where we learn about science and a bit of everything else. My name's Tom. I study cognitive and computer science, but I'll also be your teacher for intermediate emojis. My name's Caroline, and I did my master's in biodiversity conservation, and I'll be teaching you intro to things the British Museum stole. My name's Ella. I did a PhD in stem cell biology, so obviously I'll be teaching you the history of fan fiction. Class meets every other Thursday on Maximum Fun. So do I still get credit for this? <laughs> no. <laughs> obviously not. No. It's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, Judge Hodgman, I could really go for. <sighs> I'm thinking a milkshake, a square hamburger, some broken dreams, and a side of milkshakes. <laughs> yes, please. I came down pretty hard on Wendy's in that one. Actually, I always used to enjoy Wendy's because their hamburgers were square, and I like it when you do things differently. I always used to enjoy that you could order single, double, triple. Uh, I like the fact that their burgers were modular. <laughs> you like that these burgers were flat pack, like Ikea furniture. Yeah, exactly. 
exactly. They're 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 burgers for the Dwell Magazine subscriber. All you need, all you need to enjoy a Wendy's hamburger is a small disposable hex wrench. Yeah. Uh, and so, and you know, I haven't eaten there in a long time, and maybe it's fantastic. So, you know, look, Wendy's, don't get mad. You're a huge, you're a huge multinational corporation. Why am I apologizing to you? Oh, right, because I live in America now. Let's clear the docket, shall we? Let's. Here's something from Tom. He writes, My friend Alex and I are best friends who met in sixth grade over 15 years ago. I was once in a serious but horrible relationship. My girlfriend and Alex did not get along, and Alex was opposed to the relationship. When I planned to follow my girlfriend on a cross-country move, Alex decided he had to take action. He created a support group, Heart. Hoosiers everywhere aligned to rescue Tom. He printed t-shirts and distributed them among friends and family. He framed a picture of everyone wearing the shirts and gave it to Tom as a Christmas present, imploring him not to make the move. What? I, th- I threw away the frame photo and did not heed Alex's advice. However, the girlfriend and I parted ways not long after the move, and now I admit the relationship was a disaster. I ask for a declaratory judgment. One, was Alex right to create heart? Two, now that our friends and siblings are getting married, we need to know if it is ever acceptable to intervene in their ill-fated relationships. We understand it is usually best to keep quiet, but what if, as was in my case, their relationship is truly horrible and doomed? No, your relationship did not work out, but it was not truly horrible and doomed in the sense that I presume no one lost their life or their life savings to an international con artiste. I did, but it was unrelated to this relationship. Oh, that's right. Well, and I'm the one who stole the money, so... <laughs> Keep it all on the Max Fun uh, family. I didn't recognize you now that you've grown that mustache, but you are the guy who stole the money. I should have... You know what? I should have been tipped off by the fact that you're wearing that all-black cat suit and you were doing the same thing before. I guess just the mustache was enough to confuse me. Yeah, because when I did it, I was wearing my old mustache. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, no, uh, Tom, you had, a bad, you had a bad relationship, and these things happen, and you grow and you learn from them. And generally speaking, if you're still uh, able to write lightheartedly about it on uh, email to a podcast, then probably everything worked out fine. Now, there are situations... I mean, I think your instinct is right. For the most part, you do not want to intervene. Um, I think there are situations where intervention of some kind uh, is not only uh, acceptable, but maybe imperative. So, for example, if you know that uh, uh, your friend's um, significant other or girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever is cheating on them or lying to them or, or... um, doing something that is going to be destructive to themselves or, or to your friend. It, obviously, if a life is at stake or, or a livelihood is at stake, um, or if you just really feel that the person is wrong, you can you can definitely risk the friendship by taking that person aside and saying, "It's just not my. I'll accept what you what you're doing, but this is. I think you need to rethink this." And then you know you'll probably destroy that friendship. But those should be deployed uh, very, very sparingly, those maneuvers. And, uh, and you should recognize that they have consequences. And under no circumstances should you ever print up T-shirts maligning your friend's girlfriend or boyfriend and passing them out to everyone they know. That is an absolutely ineffective and frankly creepy thing to do. I declare judgment against 
Alex and the Hoosiers everywhere aligned to rescue Tom because it was such a gross overstep, one that, uh, one that was not done in any sort of spirit of friendship but simple mean-spiritedness because it happened, Tom, that this did not work out between you and this young woman. But what if it did work out and then you got married? And then you had to live with the fact that Alex printed up these t-shirts. You would never be able to see him again in your life, and he wouldn't be able to see you either. Anyway, sorry about that, Alex. You did a mean thing. Hope you learned something from it. Tom, good luck with whatever relationship you're in now. I think it's a terrible mistake. Hey, I want to mention that we have a new podcast at MaximumFun.org, an amazing, totally wonderful transporting new podcast called the memory palace um it's produced by this did i know about this one jesse no you didn't know about this did, i'm did this you is, tell me about it and i forgot it this is the first time i am mentioning this publicly ever oh great tell me more what is it called as we record this there will probably be public information by the time this is heard oh but, okay it's called The Memory Palace. Um, it's produced by a brilliant producer named Nate DeMeo, and it is a monthly series of short stories from history. And that makes it sound terrible, um, but it is absolutely captivating and amazing. I really could care less about history. Um, I think I'll need to be 50 years old and hate my wife more before I start watching the History Channel or whatever. Um, but it is absolutely, uh, it's beautiful. It's funny. It's the, every story that you hear on this podcast will be one that you want to tell everyone, you know, about, and I know this because this happened to me and we're really, really proud to be adding it to maximumfun.org. So go into your iTunes and give it a listen. The episodes are short. There's even one, uh, where I have chosen a couple of my favorite stories and talked a little bit about them. Um, it's an absolutely spectacular, special gem of a podcast, and um, we're really proud to make it a part of our network. If you want to submit a case to Judge John Hodgman, go to MaximumFun.org slash JJ Ho. And please do it, not just for you, but for all of us. You're making the world a better place by allowing Judge John Hodgman to stretch out his wisdom wings and flap around a little bit. We'll talk to you next time, my Judge John Hodgman. I look forward to grasping you with my justice talons <laughs> and giving you good luck with my jurisprudence poop falling on your head. <laughs> the Judge John Hodgman podcast is a production of MaximumFun.org. Our special thanks to all of the folks who donate to support the show and all of our shows at MaximumFun.org slash donate. The show is produced by Julia Smith and me, Jesse Thorne, and edited by Mark McConville. You can check out his podcast, Super Ego, in iTunes or online at GoSuperEgo.com. You can find John Hodgman online at AreasOfMyExpertise.com. If you have a case for Judge John Hodgman, go to MaximumFun.org slash JJHO. If you have thoughts about the show, join the conversation on our forum at forum.maximumfun.org and our Facebook group at facebook.com slash Judge John Hodgman. We'll see you online and next time right here on the Judge John Hodgman podcast.